Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome back to The Conversation and this Quotable Monday. Today I'm featuring a quote by Lawrence J. Peter. In 1969, he wrote a book called The Peter Principle, Why Things Don't Work. At the center of this book, at the center of this idea, is this quote, and I'm sure you've heard it before, and that is that people rise to the level of their incompetence. How this works in a business organization is that typically when people perform well in their job, do what they've been told, manage their assignments, manage their people, get things done. When they do well in a particular role, they are promoted with additional responsibility, maybe more people, new objectives, just a whole new arena. And if they do well there, then they are promoted again. And so the Peter Principle basically says that people will continually be promoted until they reach a level that their skill set, their mindset does not match their current position. In other words, they've reached the ceiling of their incompetence. And so as a natural course, their performance goes down. They're less productive, less capable. And this was the humorous aspect of the book. The Peter Principle basically pointed out that all the different organizations in the world are led by people that are incompetent. They're actually in a position that they're not qualified for. They don't have the skill set to actually perform well in that position. So you might be asking, why am I featuring this as a quote in on this podcast? Because it doesn't necessarily lend itself to mind mastery, mind expansion, conscious awareness, manifesting. And on one hand, you might be right, but I'm going to twist it just a little bit. And this is how I'm looking at this quote. If people rise to a position of responsibility according to their skill level, their competence, and when they pierce that ceiling of competence, they are now in a realm where they have added responsibility, but they don't have the skill set. They may not have the belief system that actually supports them in that role. And so as I was thinking about this this morning, that people create the reality until they hit the ceiling of their belief system. Or said another way, they actually hit the limits of their self-identity. And so what does that mean? If you have dreams and intentions, goals that seem just out of reach, you have hit the ceiling of your competence. And your competence is made up of your skill set, your belief system, your mindset. Skill sets can be learned, but it doesn't have so much to do with what you're doing, but more about what you believe and how you're being in the world. You see, in a business, when people reach a level of incompetence, the position that they're in is bigger than they're showing up. And how this applies to us personally, if our goals and intentions seem just out of reach, then we have hit an arena in which is bigger or it requires us to play bigger than we currently view ourselves to be or how we're showing up. So what is required is that that we be bigger. We be a bigger person. We be more expansive. We be the leader. And you might be asking, how do I do that? Well, the answer to that is so simple, you might miss it. And frankly, I've said it again and again in past episodes. It doesn't require any more education. doesn't require any more doing of things. 
All you have to do is be different. You be the cure. You be the solution. You be the big person that matches your dreams and intentions. In the vernacular of my manifestation course, you be a badass. You be a badass manifester. You show up with confidence, boldness, a sense of bravado, a sense of being comfortable in your own skin. Of course, I'm the one to do this. Of course, I'm creating this. The reason I have this vision is because I'm the one. And that transformation, that way of being is just a decision. It's just deciding to show up in a different way, to show up bigger. And this is one of the things that we have to realize is that we have familiar ways of being. It's conditioned. It's a pattern that we've adopted. It's not who we really are. We've just adopted a way of being in the world. And so when we first start showing up in a bigger way, showing up as the person that can create, attract, whatever we're, you know, our intention is, it may feel a little uncomfortable only because we're not practiced in it. It's not familiar. Because your current story or your current self-concept is familiar, it may not be self-evident of how you have to be in order to step up. So we ask the question, if I were the person that would attract this naturally, how would I have to be? What beliefs would I have to shift? What would I have to let go of? Because we always have to let go of some limiting idea. Because if we're bumping against the ceiling, then there's something that's not allowing us to pass through the ceiling to the next level. And as I've said before, one of the quotes that really guided my life early on is the ceiling to your potential is built the moment you say, I can't. So in that regard, we're telling a story on some level that we're not enough, we're not smart enough, we're not capable enough, we don't have the right know-how. There's something that we're missing that keeps our intentions, our goals just out of sight of our reach. But what if, since we create everything, what if we just create ourselves differently? We show up as if we are the person. We act as if. We're not faking anything. We show up and act as if we walk the talk, talk the talk. Energetically, we align with being that person, as if we've always been that person. Again, my favorite quote from Shakespeare, to assume a virtue, act as if you have it not. The danger in doing this is that there is a pull from the old story. It wants to pull you back into the familiar it will even say things in the interior of your mind. Your ego will say, well, that's not authentic. That's not who you really are. You'll have the sense of an, that you're an imposter. But that's just the ego playing the game that the ego plays. You have the misperception that who you currently know yourself to be is actually who you are. The truth is, is that who we know ourselves to be at any given moment is just a collection of knee-jerk, habitually learned patterns and responses to the world. It's not necessarily who we really are. It's just what we've learned to do, the way of being that we've adapted over time. And it's only there, that pattern of being is only there because we accepted it. We chose it. We said, okay, this is it. This is who I am. But no, you can be anyone that you want to be. This process of transformation, this process of expanding and becoming bigger is actually the whole reason why manifestation is such a powerful process in our lives as a human being, in the spiritual adventure. 
Because the real gift of manifestation is not in receiving the manifestations. The real gift is who do we get to be in order to be in alignment with those manifestations. And so the illusion is it's about the money. It's about the job. It's about the relationship. No, no, the real gift is who do we get to become in the process of manifesting, attracting along the journey. It is the journey. It is the epic adventure that we're really after. It's not the stuff. It's not the things. That's that's not really what manifestation is about. It's who can we become in the process. Knowing that any given moment in time, who we're being is not all that we're capable of. Our whole job as a creator is to become more, be more expansive, more expressive. You see, when we create an intention, and we don't necessarily create it, a lot of times we receive it. But there's this fundamental belief that I have, and a lot of people have, but you may not have, and you want to inspect or examine, and that is, <laughs> and that is to understand that if a concept comes to your mind, if you have a goal or intention that you've been gifted, then it is achievable by you. But unless you believe it, unless you match your belief system to the fulfillment of that goal or intention, then it will always feel just out of reach. So what does it take to change a belief? Just a decision. I've talked about it before, but I'll say it again. A belief is just a concept of mind. It's not real. It's not a thing. can't pull it out of your pocket, point to it on the floor, or hang it on the wall. It's a concept that you've adopted. You've chosen it. But if this belief is firmly rooted, you have a lot of evidence to support it, I will bring up the confirmation bias because once we adopt a belief, once we adopt a hypothesis, an idea, our mind starts accumulating information and references that validate that belief. It's not necessarily true. It's that we make it true based on our observations. So how do we get around this? We entertain a different idea. And when we entertain an idea, it's just like entertaining a friend. We have them over, we entertain them, we give them nourishment, we have them sit on the couch, maybe watch a movie, but they can go home if they want. So when we entertain an idea, it's just for the moment. And we use our imagination. If I were to believe this, how might I move forward? Or said a different way, if my belief was in alignment with the fulfillment of my intention, what would be my next step? Again, it's all conjecture. See, it's not necessarily us. We don't have to tap into the old story. We're playing a game. If I had the belief, what might it be? How might I act that would be in alignment with the fulfillment of my goal and intention? At any given moment, you can be any way you want to be, any way you choose to be. It's not given by your past unless you allow your past to dictate who you're going to be in this moment. If you want to be loving, you simply be loving. If you want to be confident, then walk and talk in a manner that is confident. You don't need a story to reference. We typically do Say, I don't, I'm not confident because my dad, you know, criticized me a lot and maybe he did, but big deal. 
Big deal. It doesn't translate. It doesn't equal just the fact that you were criticized at one point in time doesn't have to equal that you're not confident. You can be confident. I can remember I had a client one time that said that he was not confident at all, didn't experience confidence in any situation. I said, I don't believe you. And I responded to him, are you sure you are not confident about anything? There's nothing in your experience that has brought up the feeling of confidence. He thought for a moment and said, yes, I'm confident that nothing has showed up. It was then that I said, well, we now know you to be a liar. Surprised, he said, what do you mean? I said, you're confident that you're not confident. That confidence is an internal sense of certainty. And in that conversation, tapping into that inner feeling of certainty, that feeling of confidence, that was the beginning. Once we were able to tap into that feeling of certainty, that confidence that he was not confident, then we could actually map that feeling to other areas because I just had him feel the feeling of certainty. So I know no matter who you are, in some aspect of your life, you are confident about something. You know what it feels to feel certain, to feel definite. So with nothing more than that feeling, you can begin walking around the room with certainty. Are you capable of walking from the couch to the kitchen? I most certainly am. Once you go to the kitchen and you find yourself a snack, can you find your way back to the couch? I most certainly can. How we express certainty is with our tone of voice. How we move. We move with definiteness of purpose. We don't meander. We don't pretend we're lost. Sometimes my boys will meander around the house as if they're looking for something to do. Looking, They don't know what, they're, they're dissatisfied with where they were in the house. And they walk into the living room or the kitchen and just kind of aimlessly look for something to grab their attention. That is not moving with certainty. But this is where I want to point out the psychic soma loop that we have as a human being. Psychic soma means psychic mind, soma body. How you use the mind affects the body. How you use the body affects the mind. The fastest way to shift your emotions is to move your body. So if you start moving in the world with definiteness of purpose, with certainty, you will start to feel it. You'll start thinking certain thoughts, not certain thoughts in the frame of some thoughts, but certain thoughts, thoughts that are imbued with certainty. If you have a goal or intention that at one time felt like was just out of reach, how can you be in alignment with that? You can say something to the effect, I have no idea. I have no idea how I'm going to achieve that. But I am going to move forward towards that intention, towards that goal with definiteness of purpose. Somehow, some way, I will figure out a way to attract that into my life. That approach is completely different from getting caught up in the story. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how it's going to happen. I can't see how I could get that amount of money. I don't see how I could get that relationship. That's being attached to the story of dysfunction. Or in other words, it's living the story of your incompetence. Regurgitating and repeating all the reasons why you have or all the excuses that you have 
on why something's not going to happen, on why you're not going to attract it, why you're not the person. It's the wrong time. See, we can create this story and we can live it, or we can be something completely different. You can be the cure, you can be the solution, you can be the one. So, my friend, if you find that you're bumping up against the ceiling of your incompetence, then what is required is a new way of being. And that is made available by a choice, a decision, a declaration that you are going to be the cure, be different. You're going to be the one that is aligned with the fulfillment of their desires. It really is that simple. It's just a choice, a different way of being, a different perspective. It's one of your choosing. And actually, whether it's a story of dysfunction or a story of being the cure or being the solution, it's your story. You choose it either way because you're the one telling it. Personally, I think it's a lot more fun telling the story of your victory. Continue to do that. Until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel DeNovi, urging you to follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be interdirected as you engage in the epic adventure. Thank you.